Hi guys, welcome back to Mochas in the Meantime. Um, before we kind of jump into the normal episode, we just wanted to quickly just acknowledge what happened at the U.S. Capitol this past week. Um, to everyone that's living in the U.S. that is listening, we hope that you are staying safe during this um, very, I think, unsettling and honestly disturbing time that is happening right now and whether you're you know in a city right now or in the capital like wherever you are I hope you're staying safe and processing this in the best way that you can and we just wanted to pop on here and acknowledge that because it's a very big moment in U.S. history happening so Hey everyone, I'm Rachel and I'm Sarah and we're sisters who just so happen to be best friends We're here to unpack all of the unexpected moments that come with early adulthood and hope to uncover a more meaningful life, one conversation and cup of coffee at a time. This This is Mocha's in the Meantime. Hey everyone, and thank you for tuning in to Mocha's in the Meantime. This is season two, episode two. My name is Sarah. And I'm Rachel. And welcome to this, like, second or third week of January. Yeah. Second week? It's almost halfway over. I know. It's insane. I feel like it was just New Year's Eve. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I feel like the year always does that. It just creeps up real quick. Yeah, time moves very quickly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like we've been doing a lot of reflection as the new year brings but also just lots of activities that we wanted to start fresh with I think this year right yeah I would say I know it's kind of a trope of like oh I'm gonna start working out when the new year starts and (laughs) Uh I don't like the idea of like that pressure because I don't know I think you could work out at any time and start it at any time and you don't have to be so strict with yourself but Mm -hmm. I do I think can play devil's advocate that the new year does offer this feeling of like I can really like start a new habit and it Mm. feels like a nice fresh start so I kind of see both sides but Mm. I know I personally started um Blogilates has this 21 day tone who's a really good Pilates YouTuber and Yoga with Adrian also has a really good 30-day yoga challenge so I've been really enjoying kind of movement again because I was not really working out for a while towards the very end of the year so it's nice to kind of have that outlet again yeah I've been enjoying it as well Mm -hmm. and I I agree with the fresh start mentality it's like fresh semester in school fresh calendar you know I went to Target and got a new planner so like things like that I really I really enjoy about the new year Mm -hmm. another thing that we've done recently that's been fun is we actually started re-watching the Twilight movies, yes. which were some of our favorite books back in middle and like maybe Definitely fifth, middle sixth grade or so. Yeah. And so it's really weird watching movies that you used to idolize and now think about them through such a different lens of like, wow. Like there's so much toxicity between Bella and Edward. It's nuts. I think yeah. as a kid, I was so obsessed with, how beautiful their love was or something like I thought it was because obviously I was so naive I just didn't know how unhealthy they were or the fact that like all they talk about is how their relationship's never gonna work because he's a vampire (laughs) she's a human and it's like the whole basis of their life is like her craving to be a vampire and him trying to protect her and there's no like actual bonding of anything like what is mm. the 
like I don't know I think it's like where is any sort of like personality compatibility or they have similar interests they have a sense of humor together like there's nothing they have one thing in common they love each other yeah that's it (laughs) i think all this goes to say that with time comes new perspective and this is a silly example of that because (laughs) but it was fun i we still have to watch breaking dawn part one and two yeah and gotta love Charlie, her dad. He's my he's favorite like character. He's like the saving grace of that movie franchise. He's, and he's also kind of the comic relief at times. Yeah. This second time around, I am way more Team Jacob than Edward. And I was always more of a Team Edward girl. Wait, really? I was, I was always Team Jacob. Really? Yeah. I, was like, I thought everyone was. No. Okay. So the way that I characterized my thing was <laughs> I was Team Edward through and through in all the books. Mm. But in the movies, because I had such a crush on Taylor Lautner in middle school. Looking back, I personally am Team Jacob deserves better. Team Edward needs to get his own life. And Team Bella needs, like, therapy. She needs a lot of <laughs> therapy. I think, I think that... All I want to say is, if you like Twilight, enjoy it, but think critically about it. But also have a laugh. It's a, It almost becomes a comedy the like more yeah. you watch it, the older you get. Yeah, totally. So um, that's kind of the end of our Twilight rant, I think. Um, let us know if you also enjoyed Twilight back in the day or mm. now. Um, or if you've read the Midnight Sun book that I really want to read. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, came out. The, from Edward's perspective. Yeah. Ugh. You know what we're doing right now? What? We're procrastinating the episode content, (gasps) which is procrastination by talking about Twilight. Amazing segue. I know. I think procrastination is one of the most interesting topics to discuss as a young adult because I feel like it's really permeated our culture, um, Mm -hmm. which is something we'll get into. But I feel like everybody can relate to procrastinating and so that's why we wanted to talk about it today to just kind of laugh at it in a way and kind of realize how human it is but also recognize what it can what kinds of challenges it can introduce into your life and um, more about how to maybe overcome bouts of procrastination yeah I think even the most organized people who are very on top of their schoolwork or whatever it may be have at some point in life procrastinated and I know personally I'm kind of a chronic procrastinator, so um, I know the feeling all too well. And just a broader definition, um, procrastination is basically when you um, are purposefully putting off a assignment, a conversation, just an event, um, kind of to avoid the negative feeling or emotion that it brings up. So if you're procrastinating studying for a test, maybe you're avoiding the feeling of anxiety that it brings when you're actually faced with the material that you're confused on. Mm. Or maybe if you're writing a paper on something that's really complex, like you're avoiding the feelings of maybe you feel like you're inadequate or not smart enough to write a paper about something. So you mm-hmm. kind of avoid writing it to avoid that negative emotion. So um I think kind of as defined by this New York Times article, it's more of an emotion regulation problem, not a time management problem. So you're not just doing this because you're lazy or because you're, you know, ran out of time. Yeah. And -hmm. I think sometimes it coincides. If you struggle with time management, you might procrastinate as well. But it's not necessarily the case. It could just be that you are avoiding that emotional um, feeling from an event or task. Yeah, and I think that 
with procrastination, it doesn't always have to be this really intense emotion that you're avoiding. I think it could be just a lack of interest. Maybe mm -hmm. you're working on a project and you just really don't resonate with the material. It's boring. You know, it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's so many reasons why we procrastinate. It's so human. Um, so we just wanted to kind of normalize it. And just like Rach said, it's not about being lazy or like that you're not a good student or a good worker or a good friend or a good communicator, whatever the situation is. It's really just a way of coping. Yeah, we're going to try to face it head on for this episode. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of these ideas that we're bringing up are from this great New York Times article, like Rach had mentioned, that we'll link in the episode. So we both wanted to talk about our craziest procrastination stories because we... We both know what it's like to procrastinate. We have examples right here that we could just pull out of thin air. Oh, it was yeah. so easy to think of something. But what about you? What's like the most, even just the most stressful or kind of like elaborate procrastination night or day of your no, life? No, I have a perfect example <laughs> of like the typical all-nighter procrastination mm. event. So when I was a senior in my undergrad experience, I was in a music history class that was really challenging for me. It was just a lot of critical thinking about music in films and how the music was portraying the scenes I was watching. And I just, that was really hard for me. And so I was taking that class. I had to write this paper about scary movies and Ooh, the movie? music. And I chose Halloween and Carrie. So it was scary movies, which are my not my forte. And so I procrastinated watching the films, procrastinated writing the paper, and I stayed up all night the Oof. night before it was due. Exactly in that like student fashion. Like I feel like that's so common for people to say they've done. But that was my first all-nighter and my last all-nighter. So no regrets, yeah. but I don't really want to do it again. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. And I think What's interesting with that is that you were avoiding, I think, the fear of watching the movie, too. Yeah. Because you do get really scared from scary movies. So it wasn't just the work. And just I loved that professor. I really respected him. And I think it was also the fear of being inadequate in my mm -hmm. paper or not intelligent enough or, you know, connecting the dots. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. What about you? I've definitely had my fair share of procrastination. I know a lot of people have more intense stories of like full out just extreme all-nighters. I think the most, the closest I've gotten to that was my junior year of college. Um, my college, the University of Minnesota, has these silent study rooms that are only open all night because of finals week. So if you decide to partake in the silent library or just library in the middle of the night experience. It's kind of this solidarity of procrastinators. So me and my roommate, Sarah, at the time, were just in this silent library, I think from like 8 p.m. to like probably like 3, 3.30 oh a.m. Like it was like very long. And the assignment that I was procrastinating was a I think like a 10 to 12 page short story hmm. for my intermediate fiction writing class for my creative writing minor. And I just remember feeling like so unsure about what kind of story it was. And it was sort of the thing where we were supposed to be thinking about this story the whole semester. <laughs> Oh, no. like it was one of those like the big final <laughs> short story after like 
this whole semester of you learning about fiction and brainstorming how you're going to make this story amazing. And I think I was just putting off like the stress of doing it well because I feel like with creative things, I get really perfectionistic in a way of wanting it to be really good so mm-hmm. I, instead I self-sabotaged by putting it off mm. um so I wrote like the whole thing that night and I had at the time I wasn't drinking very much coffee and I remember I had like a venti starbucks refresher in the afternoon to work on it <laughs> then I went to an another coffee shop and got a coffee like right before the library and for me that's a lot of caffeine at that time of life so it was just wild and then it sounds like yeah I went home got like two to three hours of sleep I think I slept like 5 a.m to like 8 a.m and then I went to a coffee shop and finished it and then at 1 p.m it was my class I turned it in with like my eyes bloodshot my hood up and then after I turned it in and went to class I went home and was like a shell of myself Oh and God. I know that story's not that wild to people that are very used to the all-nighter lifestyle of, like, staying up to the library, but I was never the type who could really handle all-nighters. <laughs> yeah, I think that when you – when we talk about this culture of procrastination in college specifically, but I think in other outlets it's also true, it also got me thinking about something the article brought up, which is that – there's this short-term reward of procrastinating and that could be, you know, connection with others who are also procrastinating, but it could mm. also be just the joy that the, the activity that you use to procrastinate True. brings you. Like mm-hmm. I know people who bake really late at night when they're supposed to be quote unquote stressed to be baking. working on their assignments because they enjoy baking and that's a short-term pleasant distraction. Mm-hmm. And so in a way it's this like, it's this habit that's very difficult to break because you're getting the short-term reward that keeps mm-hmm. you coming back for more, I think. I think a lot of people almost, they call it like productive procrastination, which is yeah. something I do where I feel like productive when I procrastinate because I'll do something that maybe I wouldn't have normally done. Like I'll be looking at like jobs or something kind of productive as a way of coping with the more time constraining assignment so I'm like yeah I'm being productive but it's kind of fun like fun productivity because it's just lightly scrolling at things it's not like actually applying to jobs but it's like yeah oh I'll look at something that's kind of like helpful for the future or like doing something that you have to do for like cleaning or cooking or mm-hmm. something that is another essential life thing to do but then you really draw it out take a shower <laughs> like I don't know. Stuff like that where it doesn't feel as, I don't know. Like, it doesn't feel like procrastinating as much because you're like, well, I have to do it. It's a delicate balance between taking breaks and giving yourself space, but also getting things done when you need to. (laughs) It's hard to sometimes, you know, differentiate it. Yeah. How do you think procrastination really has shown up for you overall, Sarah? Yeah, I think that... Lately, I've been noticing things that I procrastinate that I never recognized as procrastinating. Um, Mm. I think that with assignments, I'm that type who opens things really early. I look at assignment instructions and I write outlines and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, or I make elaborate plans of how and when (laughs) I'm going to work. And I often don't stick to them. But 
an interesting one that we've been talking about lately too is that I put off difficult conversations or events that will maybe produce some sort of conflict. Yeah. Um, and I think what I do is because I'm scared of that discomfort, I put off any sort of preparation related to it. And then minutes before it's scheduled, <laughs> I suddenly am like jumping into action. What's an example of that? I think a good example would be whenever I have Zoom calls for class <laughs> or sometimes for meetings, it... I mean, it kind of depends on the situation Um, or a phone call that I anticipate being a little bit uncomfortable. Even if it's not that big of a deal, I often, you know, find things to do or I'll start showering like 10 minutes before it starts. And then it doesn't give me time to really sit down and and plan it, plan it out, even though I want to plan it out or think about it. Mm hmm. And then once I get to that situation, sometimes it benefits me to have put off any sort of thinking because then I just show up authentically. But other times I think preparation would have assisted me in feeling more ready or Mm -hmm. having the right words to say. Um, Mm. I think that's kind of a strange example, but I do think it's a procrastinating technique. Yeah, (laughs) More of a very a short term thing of like, yeah, versus like drawing out an assignment. It's more like in that moment, like the like the 15 minutes before you're like I can't like settle in I have to do something to like almost cope with it happening yeah I would agree something I do when I procrastinate is I obsess kind of over planning what I'm going to do (laughs) versus actually implementing that plan Mm -hmm. so I really like the notes app on computers because I will do always have like a Monday to-do list and I'll have all of these bullet points and I'll take all this time to like think about what I'm going to do and like write it with all capital letters like so it looks really structured and like have all these sub bullet points of like all of the sub things I'm going to do in each mm. thing mm-hmm. um and you know I spend all this time thinking about it even like articulating it to you I'll be like I have to share my like game plan with someone what's the so agenda I, yeah we like to say <laughs> that to each other and I think it's a way of procrastinating to like really into detail tell you what I'm gonna do Mm. I think it's a way of soothing myself to be like I'm okay I can do this I have a plan like I have time to do it because I think I have this fear of running out of time to finish things which is another thing um but yeah I think it's shown up in a way of just planning so much but not taking action Mm. even this podcast or just starting something content creation wise I feel like I've always kind of wanted to do something like start a YouTube channel or some sort of creative endeavor, but I always kind of made excuses and kind of procrastinated because it's kind of a scary thing. So Mm. I'm glad that we kind of got over that enough to get this podcast started. But that's, I think, another thing I've done. Yeah, I've done that as well with music stuff mostly Mm. because I think for years I've been dreaming about becoming more involved musically or sharing original music or performing more but there's always something because there's the negative emotion of Mm -hmm. fear or not being accepted that I find other things that get in the way of it Mm -hmm. um I think it's also a time management problem too just juggling school and activities and whatever but um I think it does play into that as well reaching goals in that way Mm mm-hmm yeah, it's interesting that sometimes the things you are most maybe passionate about or excited about are the things you procrastinate the most because it is scary to kind of pursue something that you're 
that has some risk or is being vulnerable or putting yourself yeah. out there. So I think putting out anything that's creative is scary. So it is easy to procrastinate and just never end up doing it because there's no one telling you to. Um, I think, yeah, and a good testament to that is during breaks or during times when I don't have anything going on, I almost procrastinate those things more. Mm -hmm. Even though when I'm busy, I say, oh, when I have free time, I'll do this. Mm -hmm. But then once I do have the time and I'm still not doing it, like there's something getting in the way that I'm, I think that I'm allowing to get in the way. Yeah, it's not just time. Yeah, so I think that does kind of highlight when procrastination is at work versus just time constraints. Yeah. And I think when it comes to like school-based procrastination or work-based procrastination, at the end of the day, unless you don't submit something, which I mean, which has happened happen. to me, mm -hmm. I've made conscious decisions like the end of senior year of just not doing a paper because I was like, I can't. Like it's COVID. I'm graduating. I just can't hang. But that's a <laughs> side note. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually a prime that's like one of my most intense procrastinations is I just didn't do an assignment <laughs> which is not like me because I'm kind of was very obsessed with grades throughout my life um but yeah I think again what was I going with school and work you know there's more of a pressure of like you have to end up doing it in the end it whereas something of like a more personal project you can kind of just keep putting off forever it feels um but I think for those settings of more structured settings, I've found that it kind of gets worse, got worse for me over the years, at least. I think in high school, um, I was mm. a lot better about being on top of studying and stuff because there were more checkpoints throughout, um, mm. like more homework assignments or more study guide worksheets or practices or something to kind of keep me going. I think it kind of got worse in college because there was less structure. I mean, my teachers and professors were actually pretty great about study guides more than I think other people had in college, but it was mm. still overwhelming in the sense that it was kind of just like some terms you should probably know, but it was still like all of these lecture slides and chapters that you had to prioritize how you study that I think got me very overwhelmed. And um, yeah, I think with less structure comes more procrastination. Yeah, I, I think I would agree. You can create that structure if you're able to find a way yeah, to do it, I definitely. think, which could be a way to to move past it, move mm -hmm. past procrastination habit. But I think when it's provided to you all throughout elementary, middle, and high school to an extent, and then stripped in a sense when you go to college or when you go to a workplace, mm -hmm. it can be a very hard transition. And yeah. so I think... I don't know. I, I mean, I don't really have much else to say about that, but I think that's something to be said is um, it's kind of difficult to expect people to suddenly be super great at planning and mm -hmm. getting their work done when there wasn't quite as much guidance as maybe we all need. When we talk about like the shift from high school to college, I've really... Or work. Or work, yeah. Or whatever you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think at least... I think this is kind of unique, though, to the college experience, that there is a very heavy kind of culture around procrastination and this bonding, <laughs> I think more than a workplace even yeah, or like true. any other community. I feel like the college, like 
oh, I'm the stress college kid pulling all nighters, like <laughs> always like hating my life, like studying all night. I think it's just a very ingrained kind of trope in the college culture. And I yeah. think it's kind of been this. I think it kind of aligns with like self-deprecating like meme <laughs> oh culture God. that yeah. kind of infiltrates college. Like it does. I hate my life, but it's like a funny picture or something or like, yeah, I don't know. I think a good example of that is when <laughs> I was a tour guide at my undergrad school and our library was open all all day, all night, 24-7. And it was this big point that all the tour guides made that was, when you do your all-nighters, this is where you come. Like, it's just kind of this 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 thing you do in college. It's just, it's almost an assumption that you'll pull all-nighters and such. Yeah. So it, it really is set up to <laughs> encourage like facilitate that. Because it's, yeah, it almost feels like more normal to be stressed or something and putting things off than not stressed or if you're if or if you're not stressed then you wonder if you're doing something wrong yeah. <laughs> not to mention there's coffee everywhere on a lot of college mm-hmm. campuses there's people stuff do energy on. drinks which i'm so scared of energy drinks but that yeah. was a big thing and people would have like red bull before like working all night <laughs> and there's just i mean there's stuff to do everywhere there's student groups to entice you from your work i mean not saying you shouldn't oh, be yeah, in student that's groups too that's really important i think that's a great thing to do but it's like there's clubs there's events there's food on campus often yeah there's people your roommates, might be partying the first distractions time. yeah exactly mm-hmm. so i think there's just this perfect storm to create a procrastinating world tendency yeah Mm -hmm. and I think yeah again you kind of feel like you're sort of a part of this almost community of stress (laughs) which sounds kind of sad but it's kind of true like it's kind of this bonding of like where you're always stressed ha 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 (laughs) at least that's how I felt like a lot of my roommates throughout college and I kind of related in that way yeah Um, I've related to people as well through that yeah I always think shout out to my roommate Sarah I feel like we had so many like bonding procrastination events where we just ended up talking all night like putting off our homework and stuff Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but I don't regret it but I think I could have definitely maybe had a better coping um throughout my college years (laughs) Yeah. But But there are, we now, I think, with some reflection on this topic, have some ideas and tips and tricks Mm -hmm. we've been experimenting with um, at this point in life. And so we wanted to go over some of those with you guys. And just if any of you have tips and tricks, feel free to comment or send us a message or something, because we're always looking to to incorporate more and so yeah the first one that I want to mention is something a good friend of mine told me about which is setting time blocks or timers Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. what she told me to do that really worked for her was set timers of like 30 minutes or 35 minutes or 45 minutes or whatever it is and then when the timer goes off to stop what you're doing no matter what even if you're in the Mm. middle of a sentence get up walk around spend five or 10 minutes, you know, taking care of yourself, eat something, go to the bathroom, stretch, whatever it is, and then get back to it and just kind of have that pattern. And it's really worked for me. It's worked wonders, um, especially if I put the timer on my phone and then like put my phone on the other side of the room Mm. because then I don't get tempted Mm -hmm. to check the time every minute. I think one thing that I really like, but it's a little bit hard to do right now, which is something I've been grappling with because I'm currently working remotely on my computer um, Mm. and I'm doing like kind of freelance copywriting work. So 
my schedule is entirely up to me but I also don't really have anywhere to go. So it's like the same environment. And that's kind of hard for me because my usual tip would be to find a productive environment, um, which you can definitely find in your house. And I've found that like certain rooms of the house, like my family's living room is really nice because there's a huge window. So it's like a little more daylight and there's like a tree that I can look at. I think in a normal world, coffee shops are definitely my vibe Yeah, I'd <laughs> for getting that. stuff done. I think kind of having spaces that feel separate from each other is really helpful. Like mm-hmm. in college, I would do my homework in my bed a lot and I felt like that made me feel like I had to work slower or like I was less focus whereas if I drove myself to a coffee shop to do the same work I felt more structured like Mm. mentally compartmentalize into a more productive mode um so I think that's helpful changing up your environment too is something I like so sometimes I'll work in my living room for a while and then if I have to work in the evening more on my writing I'll go to the basement to kind of change up the scenery so it's not so monotonous Mm. um Mm -hmm. yeah if you have the luxury of having you know some different rooms wherever you're living right now that's something I would recommend trying to kind of find the best fit yeah another thing that I've been thinking about is just reminding myself of all the evidence that shows I can complete a task because I think I often feel inadequate when I'm doing work. And Mm -hmm. so therefore that's what is driving the procrastination. So just thinking back to an assignment that I did complete or something I did overcome in the past is a really good way to just remind myself that I do have what it takes to complete this task, um, no matter how big or small it is. So that sounds simple, but Something I would always say to people if they were stressed was it will get done Um, because I think that's just so true. And sometimes just thinking about it point blank like that can really just put things in perspective. Um, Easier said than done. I think in anything in life, reminding yourself of evidence of whatever you did in the past to help you feel more confident is always a good idea. Mm -hmm. This one's kind of simple, but positive reinforcement (laughs) is always something I'd recommend. So rewarding yourself with something um, when you finish an assignment. Procrastination, again, it's kind of these small but fleeting rewards. So maybe replacing those with one actual reward at the end is something that you can try. Or um, even sporadically saying like if I'm gonna I'm gonna work for an hour then I'm gonna do something good then I'm work another hour and have a little reward or if like a big reward at the end works for you Mm. either one. I like rewarding myself with food a lot. Like, yeah, that's a good oh, one. Oh, I'll go get myself ice cream from Culver's with Sarah if I finish my paper on time, or, mm-hmm. um, or like I'll watch New Girl when I finish everything or yeah. something. Whether it's yeah, food or like a TV show is always something I like. I think another thing too is to just not stress about procrastinating. Because I, I know that that's <laughs> so easy to say that because it to say it versus doing it. But something that Rach and I talked about recently is that sometimes procrastination works for people. Sometimes waiting till the last minute and just doing it all in one go 
is what helps them feel productive. It helps them feel like the ideas are flowing. And so I think that not beating yourself up for procrastinating if you find yourself in that situation is so mm-hmm. important, regardless if it's your style of, of work or not. Because um, mm-hmm. it's just not going to help you get through that difficult moment if you're down on yourself for doing it in the first place. Yes, um, I do that a lot where I'm like, why did yeah. I let myself get myself in this stressful mood again like how yeah. could I have done this to myself and then it becomes a negative self-talk because mm-hmm. you're mad at yourself or you're angry at yourself for the situation when really you just have to finish this task and you'll get it done regardless but you're just maybe in a bit of a time crunch now or whatever yeah. it is I almost think that's a way of procrastinating further oh wow <laughs> it's yeah. like inception like because when I'm freaking <laughs> out about waiting till the last minute sometimes I'll just be like let myself have all this time to stress about it almost as a way of procrastinating Mm. it further of like I should have done this earlier or oh my god I don't have enough time I'm gonna have to stay up all night and I like think about it for like another like 30 minutes of stressing when I could have just started and been less stressed yeah and I think it's also we were talking about the cultural promotion of procrastination but there's also shame Mm. with it with True. with our culture of being productive and on top of things and accomplished and successful in your everything you do and i think that in a way even though we talked about the culture of being procrastinating together there's also a sense of shame that can come with it on the flip side too um which can contribute to those feelings of beating yourself up yeah and Sometimes if you just really don't want to do something, it doesn't mean that you're lazy. It just like maybe it's just not sparking joy or mm-hmm. any like or it's making you very bored. Like, yeah. you know, or maybe there's other things you're devoting your attention to that are more important to you. And yeah. so you can give that give experience to time to start, you know, like and mm-hmm. just start a little late. It doesn't show anything about your character. It's just yeah. like the situation you're in, you'll get it done. You know? Yeah, I think there's such a shame around if you're lazy about something or it's just like, but you can't be perfectly productive on every aspect of your life. Like there's something you're going to slack on. Like mm-hmm. that's just human nature like it's impossible Mm -hmm. to do everything extremely productively so I think you're kidding yourself if you're never Mm. gonna be lazy and be like I don't feel like doing something like that just is gonna happen I think another thing to keep in mind is Rach talked about rewards which is a good one but just thinking about your motivation for a task um, Mm -hmm. can sometimes help maybe push you out of that funk of procrastination especially if it's something you're passionate about um just thinking about why you're doing it and maybe like what the end result could bring you um Mm. like you know what goal you're going to accomplish if you finish it if there is one associated and such um can also I think get you get you going yeah Um, I think also similar to that is like almost visualizing what it'll feel like when it's over is something that helps me I think of working out I usually would put off working out a lot in my life Finally, I feel like I'm kind of getting in a groove with it, but um, it's like I never felt like I regretted working out. It's just so much in your head of putting so much weight into something, but then once you're done, you usually feel better or like relieved or productive or accomplished or proud of yourself. So reminding yourself of that, like even during that all-nighter when I submitted it so delirious and like tired I felt really proud of myself because in the end even though it took a lot out of me like I really did work hard and 
um, felt pretty good about what I turned in. So Mm. I think remembering how good it'll feel and like the weight off of your shoulders is always something to keep in mind. Um, But then sometimes that makes me angry because I'm like, oh, I just wish I was there right now. Yeah. (laughs) I think like with what I was saying too, like I think of, I mean, maybe in my situation of putting off that paper, you know, I was motivated to learn about music and film because I took that class. Mm -hmm. So I think, I mean, I don't know if I did this at the time, but in hindsight, just being like, wait a minute, I'm getting to learn about film and music and like, I'm going to get to like show that to my professor. Wow, this episode has kind of winded me. Like I feel kind of exhausted, I think, just because it's been a lot of thinking back to stressful memories um, in a way, but also it's been fun. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's funny also because... We did kind of, you know, we we filmed this episode a little later than usual. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's so like 10 o'clock. it's fate so. that we kind of did it a little more procrastinated than usual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like we said, let us know if any of you guys have tips for yeah, procrastinating for sure. and how to kind of overcome it or frame it differently. Um, you can always you know, hit us up on our new website. Um, yeah, hopefully some out. of you have been able to check it out. It's mochasinthemeantime.com. Um, and then as you know, we have our Instagram, Mochas in the Meantime podcast, and Facebook, Mochas in the Meantime podcast as well. And so in the meantime, try out one of the tips that we talked about. If you're struggling with procrastination, maybe trying out the time blocking is something I really recommend. Very tangible. And, you know... Even if it can be kind of stressful at times, if you are kind of having that bonding with friends, just at least relish that bonding you get with each other, even if it's not ideal. Good point. Lean on each other for that support. And sometimes just kind of looking through memes about people being stressed helps me feel less alone. So maybe like... I know I'm like an old lady. I still don't have a TikTok. I'm sure there's tons of funny TikToks about people yeah. procrastinating <laughs> that could help you kind of like laugh it off. Yeah. So. And also, to be fair, I think some of my favorite conversations have occurred in the midst of a procrastinating episode. That is so true. It was one of my last nights of college ever, you know. And so my friend and I were having a really great chat the night before my like last final exam. And um, we just talked about so much and reflected on our four years and our friendship and our relationships and just what we were moving into next. And it was so great. And then I, I didn't really study for my exam, but like, I feel like that's something I'll treasure more than like maybe having a lower grade than I wanted on the test. For sure. I also have a memory of freshman year um me and my friend were studying till like 2 a.m and we decided at like yeah 2 a.m ish to go outside and make snow angels and run around in the snow behind our dorm because there was a big hill and field (laughs) and like that would have never happened had we not been procrastinating together so I guess just enjoy the moments that it could bring that are positive yeah because like I think sometimes if I'm too rigid to get my work done, you miss some of those like simple pleasures like we talked about last time yeah, on our last sure. episode. If you haven't listened to 100 Things I Love, please go back. It's a really, you know, just kind of a heartwarming, upbeat episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we wanted to thank you all again for listening and being here and supporting us. Um, make sure to check out our next blog post coming out next week. Yeah, Sarah's writing one for next week. Yeah, and 
All right. Well, thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.